the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I have to say as I begin today, uh, about uh, eight or nine months ago, I had my cataracts removed. Anybody had that ever happen? Well, I'm looking in this church this morning, and wow, seriously, I, is this kind of a little foretaste of heaven? You know, you, all this brightness, all this lightness, right? Kind of reminded me of that anyway. But it's good to be here today in God's house, uh, focused on uh, the good things of God. Because today, I know this is your uh, commitment uh, weekend, and uh, as such, you're going to be praying and focusing and uh, looking to the blessings that God has given you and and in faith uh, moving forward in life to say this is the day God has given me. I'm so blessed. God, what can I do? I've chosen a very simple theme, giving God's way. And it's based on this uh, section of Scripture from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I just chose this one verse. You know it well. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Jesus goes on in that particular context and talks about the fact that we worry about many things. Anybody worried this morning about anything? Now, let's be honest. Yeah, we all are worried. We're worried about the world in which we live. We're worried about the forces of evil. And, the, and Satan in his evil ways attempting to attack and destroy God's word and his church. We're living in a world today that is so very contrary to God's word and God's promises and God's way. We chose the theme giving God's way, not our way. And this morning, I'd like you to focus on just three thoughts here that hopefully you will carry in your heart as you return home and as stewards of God, uh, manage your lives. I want to talk about the privilege, the opportunity, and the blessing of living and giving God's way. Well, certainly in our lives, as we look at it today, and uh, we're sort of overwhelmed by the, uh, the world, uh, the devices of the world, this whole attempt at woke and, and changing things, turning things upside down, not only the history of our country and the world, but in our own lives, uh, what is male, what is female. My goodness, I didn't think in all of my years that I would ever be confronted with such a host of evil attacks against God's way and God's will. It seems to me that as we live in this day, God is really saying to us, it's time for God's people to stand up. You know, that's the way it was in the early church. 
In the book of Acts, we read over and over again how the church was persecuted. And as it was persecuted, what happened? The church grew stronger. How and why? Because it depended more and more and then totally, really, on God's word and God's promises that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Right? So why do we worry? Has anybody checked their 401k lately? Don't. It's too depressing. We think we have, and that we and then we don't. We think we're okay, and then seemingly things sort of get in the way, and we lose control. There are times in our Christian lives that we think we're in control, right? And riding the wave. But we're never in control. God is in control. And that's why Jesus begins when he talks about managing, stewarding, caring for, and sharing in the good gifts of God that it begins with recognizing the privilege and opportunity we have, number one, as people of God. It's, it's important for us to take an inventory And be reminded of who we are because of who God is and what he's done for us. And that's a privilege. You know, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the apostle reminds us, we are a chosen people, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Well, there's a lot of contrary thinking about that in our world today, isn't there? Who do you think you are? You don't really know what's best for you. Someone else does. I mean, someone else of the world. But God reminds us, we are a privileged people. We are a holy nation, a chosen people. We belong to God. You are God's own. I would suggest this morning, in the morning when we wake up, you know, I don't know how you woke up this morning. Did you all wake up? Bill, where are you? There you are. Got a pick on you. Um, how'd you wake up this morning? You feel pretty good? How'd you, how did you begin your day? Amen. You didn't hear that, but it's, it's, it's so true. Thanking the Lord for the night of rest and the new day that he's given us. We're privileged people. We, we sometimes get so in the dumps and get so depressed, and we look at, at life in such a darkened way. Not because of what's happening in the world. That's part of it. But I think in our own personal lives, I mean, who doesn't struggle? We all struggle. No one has it all together on their own. Who has it all together on their own? Well, God, of course, has it all together. Because we don't, because he does, and he blesses us with his son and forgiveness and a future and a peace that the world cannot give us. That's what we have. 
We are a privileged people. Triumphant, powerful in Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5, the Macedonian Christians, Paul reminds us of this, because they recognized who they were, God's very own, overwhelmed with God's blessing of forgiveness and new life, when there was a, a call for an offering in the church, the Apostle Paul said, what did the people of God do? They gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us. You see, that's where, that's where giving to God, stewardship of life, whatever you want to call it, managing God's resources, returning to him the blessings that he has blessed us with for the use of his kingdom, all of it revolves around the privilege of who we are. It begins with God. You know, Jesus said uh, in this gospel reading, in this gospel I'm speaking of this morning here in Matthew chapter 6, he says, you know, he said to the disciples, guys, uh, where's your faith? He wasn't here, I don't think, talking about a saving faith. I trust in Jesus alone for my salvation. But he was talking about a faith that trusts in the words and promises of God that when God says, I'm going to take care of you, he means it. You know, they were worrying, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? I can't tell you how many people I meet during the course of a week that say to me, Pastor, uh, do you think the end of the world is coming? What's my answer? Yes, (laughs) of course it's coming. Of course it's coming. I don't know the day or the hour, the time or the moment. But Jesus always said to his church, what, look around and see what's going on. This is not what's going around you are not things of God, but things of man. They're all this hostility to the church, all this division, separation, all the evil stuff that we're in the midst of and we, we're just propagandized with. Don't be surprised. It doesn't mean that we want it. But we live in a fallen world. And that hurts. It hurts us and it saddens us. And that's why God, through the power of his spirit, redirects us to the privilege that we have as his people. Who am I? Well, I'm a child of God. Are you worried? Well, yeah, I do have worries. And my greatest worry is that for people who do not know him, maybe even members of my own family who will be lost. That should be our worry. That should be our concern. Not about things, not about provisions. God opens the doors of his bounty and we're so blessed. So giving God's way begins with the privilege of knowing who we are 
in the sight of God, his very own, through Christ. And then secondly, giving God's way, God opened my eyes to see the opportunity I have and that you've given me. A new day. Like I said to Bill a moment ago, well, how do we face a new day? Well, it's another day. Boy, I wish it would be over. I talked to a young man the other day. I forget where I was. He was a teenager. And I, I didn't know him. I was in a family. Uh, I was in another person's home. And I said, what grade are you in? And he said, well, he said, I'm a sophomore in high school. And I said, well, that's, man, that's fantastic. I think I remember when I was a sophomore in high school. And he said, but you know what? I, I just can't wait to get older. I said, whoa. It's going to come soon enough. Live for the day. Live for the moment. And the opportunity that God gives us. And the opportunities, well, they're bountiful. Jesus says, seek my kingdom first and my righteousness and all these things that you think you need. Well, I'll take care of you. My kingdom. What's the kingdom? In other words, Jesus, come into my heart and rule me. Take over. Help me step on and defeat this sinful, fallen nature that I have that rears its ugly head all the time. And help me to be everything I can be for you. How about that for a prayer, by the way? Lord, help me to be everything I can be for you. Boy, that's an open door. And God does open them. My focus is on Jesus. My focus is on the cross. And that's where God has given me every opportunity to serve him and be a reflection of his glory and the message of his son, salvation, to people around me. Let me be a light. You know, you might think, that's kind of odd. We're talking about managing God's resources, stewardship, and bringing tithes and offerings to God. What is this about managing my life for him? God says, I want you. I want you who you are. I made you. I created you. I gifted you. And I want you to serve me. I want you to enjoy the privilege and the opportunity of serving in Revelation chapter 3, verse 8, the uh, Apostle John reminds us here, he's talking about the churches, uh, basically talking about uh, Christianity in general and how we all are at a certain place in our life. And he says, and God says, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. Wow. That's opportunity. As a manager of God's gifts and resources, it all begins with my heart and the vision that God has given me through his spirit. And doors fly wide open 
And you know, this, I, I, I just truly believe this. During these very difficult times, not only just in our country and our world, but for the church generally, and it's, it's, it's challenging. The culture, as we said, is so hostile to God's word and promise. But I believe in the midst of this, God is really opening doors. People will come to you and they say, how are you managing your life? How are you dealing with all this darkness and this tragedy and this uncertainty and this division that seems to be within our country and even within families and friends? How are you dealing with it? Do you have any peace about it? (laughs) Well, I certainly don't have peace as I look at people and their hostility and warfare, you know. But I have a peace, God. And I know that he's in control. I know that he's managing my life and he has a purpose and a plan for me. So managing God's way is always about opportunity. God, open my eyes to see, my ears to hear, and my heart to know. What is your will? Because all that I am and all that I have is yours, Lord. And every time I make commitments, and we all do, it's always based upon the power of Christ. It's always based on blessings given and forgiveness received. Think about that. It really is. I don't always keep my promises. I say things to people, oh, yeah. It can be simple things like, well, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I mean, somebody might have a need or they might even be hurting or something, and I say, oh, yeah, I'll get back to you. Well, I don't. Or it could be greater promises broken. That's why God's forgiveness is so important and his restorative restorative power in Christ, managing God's way. So we see the privilege, we see the opportunity, and God continues to open doors. And I believe here at St. John's, God is continuing to open doors. Opening doors for people to grow in him, opening opening doors for people who do not know him. And as we bring our tithes and our offerings and our first fruits to the Lord, it's all because, God, you've chosen me. I'm, I'm privileged. I'm set apart to be what I can be and do what I can do for you. It's part of my joy. It's part of my life. It's, I'm consumed. I'm consumed in Christ. In Christ, the solid rock I stand all other ground, sinking sand. You knew it. It's true, isn't it? Look at the other ground out here. Pretty sandy. (laughs) Sink. But like quicksand too. Yes, Jesus promises the gates of hell shall not prevail the church, even though we're tested and tried even though the attacks seem to be so brutal upon our heart and our soul, God is still there. And the blessings come.
All of God's gifts are good, especially the gift of peace through his son, Jesus Christ. Unworthy as I am, God makes me worthy. I stand at the cross. I live under the cross. I I daily breathe. Every breath I take is the cross of Christ in what he's done. You know, I read an item the other day. I thought it was kind of interesting. I'd like to share it with you. It's just a couple of sentences here. This is about God and his provision for us and how he cares for us and how we respond. He gives us our deepest desires, but he does so in a way that resources our faith. In other words, strengthens our faith strengthens our relationships, strengthens our work in just the right way and at just the right time. We won't get everything we want, but we will get everything we need. Truth, isn't it? It's the truth. And that gives us contentment and gives us peace. And that's managing God's way. His way is so clear. Trust me, depend on me, count on me. (laughs) It's called faith. And I will deliver and always have. I wish we had time this morning, and we don't, but I I would love to hear personal testimonies from each and every one of you on how God has provisioned you and blessed you and enabled you to get through one day to the next and how he has opened doors and how he has given you opportunities to be a part of the joy of giving and serving, and he still does. Because, you know, the time is short, isn't it? Now, whether you think about that in terms of your own earthly life, this young teenager couldn't wait till he got older. I said, I'm going to slow down. Whether it's in terms of your earthly life or your spiritual walk and journey, there will be a day and a time where God will say to us, right? Well done, good and faithful servant. Inherit the kingdom. And that's why, I don't know, I've got to a point in my life where I always say just every day, and I believe it, and I know you do too, the best is yet to come. So we have so much to share. (laughs) We have so much to give. God's work isn't done, and he's not done with us, and he's granted us the privilege of giving and responding with thanksgiving with resources of time and talents and treasures. And he puts them all together and brings about the greatest treasure, not only in your life, but in the life of others, and that's Jesus Christ. That's why we're here today. That's why we're coming forward. That's why we're saying here, Lord, I'm yours. All that I am, I belong to you. Increase my faith. Strengthen my trust and my dependency on finding that peace that only you can give.
in Jesus. Managing God's way is the best. And it's the one that really counts. For kingdom and for salvation. Amen? And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.